Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Analog Talk, a film photography podcast. I'm your host, Chris. I'm Tim. And today's special guest, we have Marco from Analog Things. Hey, Marco. Hey, everybody. Hey! Thanks for joining us, <laughs> and happy happy Polaroid Week, everybody! <laughs> yeah, that's like my week. Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> it really is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but before we get into uh, everything, can you give everybody a background on yourself and how you got into photography? Yeah. Um. So my name is Marco. I live in Vienna. I have been taking pictures, let's say, like this for the last fifteen to twenty years. Wow. Uh, I started out completely digital, <laughs> which is the strange part. Uh, I was a lot into concert photography, like music was the thing I, I was living for, to be honest. And at some point, I just got bored from digital photography. And that was the mm -hmm. point I, I got my first Polaroid camera. And from that moment, it just immediately took off after like one year after I got my first Polaroid camera, I jumped into 8x10 photography, which was a massive <laughs> jump, to be honest. And then after shooting two years with the 8x10, I jumped on the 20x24 Polaroid. Wow. And was operating that for two years. And now I'm running my YouTube channel as a side project next to my job, which is called Analog Things, where I do uh, like mostly instant photography related stuff up till now but that should actually change hopefully soon wow so i think that's kind of the short summary <laughs> so is the is the big the big uh what is it 20 by 24 is that yeah. what it is is that in vienna or yeah, where there's actually yeah. one in vienna that's in at supersense uh, which is the new project of, of doc flooring cups who's the yes saver. yes, yes. Um, it's it's an analog palace where there is vinyl cutting photography 20 by 24 8 by 10 there is uh food there's smell there's printing there's everything on the kind of analog level that's his concept of the project and i was there um, starting out with the project with him and like uh, setting up this photography corner for him uh, like kind of and, and operating the 20 by 24 at the beginning wow sounds like Man. a dream yeah i've, yes, I've been <laughs> it can be but it's also a hard job sure sure, like, sure yeah yeah man i've been wanting to get my hands on that big big polaroid for a long time <laughs> yeah it's like there's uh oliver bloom who is actually actually the the operator now mm. he has uh he actually bought the uh, number five or not he but like uh he and marcus Muller, uh which is standing in berlin right now um so that's oh. the original 20 by 24, or one of the original, the number five, which is funny because it's actually stamped inside of the camera, the number five. Oh, wow. Wow. And like the one at SuperSense is actually the Wisner, like it's a clone camera, which has the processor separated from the camera. So it's a different process. Oliver hates to work okay. with that camera because oh. it's, it, it's really like not fail safe at all. And it's a beast. <laughs> yeah, it's a beast to work with. Uh, and uh, like your back hurts, you sweat all over and it's like it kills you to be honest <laughs> man because you're like it's like when you have the roll of negative in the back in the holder you're right. just imagine the 8 by 10 holder where it's like just one sheet of film in there that's already like a few grams mm -hmm. but 20 by 24 holder is full wood and you have the whole um 50 meters of negative inside 
of 60 centimeters wide so you can imagine how heavy that is yeah yeah and yeah you wow. need to lift that up like on kind of like over my head to lock it into the camera and have to be really gentle with it because it's only held by two little metal things on the side kind of like it's tricky I bet, man. My last okay. My last question about the camera. <laughs> Don't Do worry. They- I, I, I know there's too many questions about the camera, but like I, 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 I know this problem. <laughs> Do they still make the film? For I was just it, gonna or, say. I was like, is this a dumb or, question? <laughs> but, or no, no. It, are you guys like working on old stock? It's all original Polaroid chemistry. That, are, oh, that people wow. are working on so they have stock for one to two years they say which is like uh, depends on the traffic depends mm. on the projects they get like if now somebody discovers that and and some artist and kind of wants to make like huge project and has the funding it could be gone in one month oh to be sure oh. um also like it's chemistry we know how film reacts polaroid is especially sensitive to to like drying since it's yeah Oh, yeah. Filled and we mm-hmm. don't have the chemistry separated from the film. If we have a roll film, we have no problem. If it's expired, it has a little bit of color t- like tint or something like that. But Polaroid, if the chemistry dries, you got bricks inside of it. Right. Yep. Yeah. And so that's also one of the problems. Uh, also, there's different chemistries. Um, one positive thing is 20 by 24 studios in New York actually still have the chemistry in barrels. Oh, which, okay. Which they fill into the pots. So that's actually fresh chemistry. Oh wow! And that's that's kind of where like the biggest amount of chemistry is left in New York, actually. Man, what? That's, yeah. that's I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. What a sad day when that's when that's all gone. Like, oh. Uh. I mean, like, Impossible would actually have the chance to produce that film again. They can yeah. do the same with twenty by twenty four, like they did with eight by ten. It's possible. Right. I think there was already some prototypes at some point at oh, the okay. beginning. Okay. I, I like that's just rumors, or I, like I don't know that mm-hmm, too mm-hmm. too exactly. But it would be possible for them to produce one, but it would also be integral film, not peel apart film. Mm-hmm. So okay. yeah, but it, there could be a nice black and white integral. Yeah. Film. Mm-hmm. Why oh not? man. Yeah. <laughs> and like that would be my dream to shoot like. Impossible 20 by 24 and then make an emotion lift of that. Oh, yeah, for <laughs> In sure. In a bathtub or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I was just telling Timothy, your emulsion lift video inspired me to do mine. <laughs> so thank you for that. Because I've never, oh. I haven't done an emotion lift. We we did it. We had like one class at photography school. And mm-hmm. I remember being like the most excited for that class because it came at the end of the year too. Yeah. They're like, yeah, we're doing emotion lifts. Like at the, at the end, and like it, it was a 10 month program. And I was just like waiting to like do the emotion lift at the last, like one of the last <laughs> That's classes. That's the only that reason we you went. That's the only reason I went. Exactly. <laughs> Um, it's, it's such a beautiful technique. Like having this picture floating in front mm-hmm. of you in the water. It's just like. Uh, that's why when I built for the video like I recorded uh, I built actually a acrylic tank just so I could film it like yeah. lit from below so you see uh, it floating yeah. and like I built it and like it was dripping all the time while I recorded onto the <laughs> oh, softbox no. and I was like please don't die please don't die <laughs> <laughs> yeah your video was much more well produced than mine I think I was like I had my camera just on the side and I was like you know with the paintbrush like i'm like i don't know if this is in frame or not (laughs) (laughs) it's it's tricky but the good thing is like like it's hard to mess it up as soon as you have it in water and you're safe yeah um but like the 8 by 10 is really easy to rip apart that's like when i started out the chemistry was so thin the layer from impossible that i just i had like a lot of portraits just 
whoosh, oh, it no. to pieces. And then you're like, oh, okay. Because I actually <laughs> did portraits of musicians. So I went with all my 8 to 10 equipment with the broncolor strobes and with wow. the li- whole lifting equipment to the like venues <laughs> set no up backstage. Way. No did the way. portraits and then did the lift there like immediately. I mean, it was crazy. Like these musicians seeing that technique and they were like, what the f*** are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I bet they were blown away. They were just like, what is this guy doing? Yeah. It's like, it's he's strange. <laughs> like, <laughs> but yeah, that was such an effort. And, um, most of the times I just did it alone. So yeah, like there was like about 200 kilograms of equipment. Like, uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> Where do yeah. I put all of that? So did you take more than one portrait? In case like uh, it ripped or you were like one, this no, is it. Just like one portrait of one person. <gasps> That's so nerve wracking. If you're like yeah, there at the venue and you're like, okay, here we go. And it's just like. Especially if it's bigger, bigger bands that they like the 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 singer like most of them don't have a lot of time or they have press sure. meetings before. Right, exactly. Yeah, uh, yeah. We have a schedule. You have like three minutes. Can you take like the, the picture? Uh, and then sometimes you have like the the craziest people and they take forever. Like and like take time. Like we did. Uh, I did a, f- a series with wet plates with a friend of mine where mm-hmm. he did uh, actually the photography, the portraits, and I did the chemistry because alone it wouldn't be handled. And we took pictures of uh, Slipknot. Oh, wow. And, oh, wow. and actually, like, James was the most chilled person. He and his girlfriend hung out. I heard out he was nice, like, actually. Yeah. He, they just hang out for, like, one hour with us, and, like, it were easy. And then there was, like, Sid, he was coming after the show, just in, in, in boxers, <laughs> just sitting down, sitting there <laughs> five minutes, not talking. And we were like, okay, that's crazy. <laughs> but they were, like, super nice people. It's just, like, uh, they didn't think about the process taking so long, so we didn't have time to take pictures of all of them, sadly. So Man. are those are Great those story. are those portraits anywhere online where we could check out? I need to look at those. I have to see, I have to see. I, I think there's some of them are not allowed to be published. Sure. Oh uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, management can then be tricky. <laughs> oh yeah. Very so you true. have to have a perfect collodion wet plate, which is hard to get of them at a venue, and then you can't release it. Oh, <laughs> all that work. And then you yeah. can't do anything with it. Because oh. management doesn't even reply. Or st- stuff like that happens if you do projects like that. Yeah. You have to live with that. But we got Crazy. a really beautiful one of, of Eagles of Death Metal and Josh Holm, actually. that These turned out amazing. Man. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I still need to... I, I really want to get into to wet plate stuff. I, I need, like, a, a buddy to do it with me, though. I don't think I could... Yeah. I mean, I probably could figure it all out on my own, but I, it's so much easier when you have like a mm-hmm. partner, you know, kind of, or, or somebody it's, that is veterined with it, that knows what they're doing can show it's me. It's actually kind of like, what's up. the problem is a lot of people, in my opinion, take it so easy, but you have to keep in mind, that's really like dangerous chemistry you're working yeah. with. Oh, yeah. yeah. Stuff oh, yeah. can kill you easily or like, not that in a minute, but on long term. Um, and, and I think a lot of people um, underestimate the, the danger of that technique. It's not gone for no reason right 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 <laughs> yeah yeah wow i never really even thought of that you're right that's so that's crazy. something like and also i would really recommend a space where you can destroy the floor because <laughs> yeah. these collodion stains they stay i did it once in my bathroom at my like washing machine still has the stains of that oh jeez. <laughs> so yeah can't recommend doing it at home you really need a studio space to do that crazy yeah. Man, good to know. Good to know. <laughs> but like ab- absolutely an amazing technique. Uh, there's like if you're in Europe, I know there's one company in Prague that actually sells complete kits where you don't have to mix the chemistry yourself. You can oh. just buy the the collodion, you can buy buy the developers and everything and you just have like your five bottles 
and yeah. do the stuff and don't need to mix your stuff at home. So if you want oh, to okay. try it out, that's really cool. I think they're called Mammoth Photo or something like that. They're from Prague. So yeah, that's really interesting. Good to know. Actually. Yeah, thanks for that. Yeah, yeah. That, that sounds a little more my speed because I don't think I can destroy my little apartment that I live in yeah. with Pelodi. <laughs> yeah, you need so much stuff if you start mixing that chemistry yourself yeah. and everything. Yeah, it's like, I kind of stopped with it because of that because it's... Yeah, I, I, I went back to Polaroid. <laughs> yeah. yeah, which, you know, kind of is in, it feels like it's in the same family. Like, it's almost like an alternative mm-hmm. process, but not like alternative process and a little, you know, three yeah. by five by four. In a, it's also, you know, like, it's, it's instant photography, to be honest. You yeah, only have yeah. that 10 minutes to take that image, actually, and then you develop it and it's done. Right, mm-hmm. it's there. It's, it's an instant True. technique. Impossible pictures or like Polaroid pictures color take longer to develop than a right. like wet plate. <laughs> That's too bad. That's honest. funny. <laughs> yeah. And like I actually got into wet plate and Polaroid because I had a project idea where I wanted an image that's not reproducible. And Polaroid oh, okay. and, and wet plate are actually the only techniques in my opinion that are not really reproducible. Mm. That that give you a unique image every time. Right, you right, can't right. Control that chemistry. I mean dry blade would be the same, but dry blade making is even harder than wet blade. That's one of the one of the reasons why I love Polaroid originals is because it it's like very unique in the sense of like it's like we've talked about like Instax it's like you put the flash on you're going to get the same sort of image but with Polaroid yeah. you know with originals it's like going to be a different shade depending on the temperature mm-hmm. and all that which is the, the best in my opinion. At the moment I'm working on one project where I actually prefer the Instax film cuz I I need the consistency of the other film. Which, sure. Yeah. 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 And uh, I'm using the the mint camera. The R. Oops. Sorry. That's clipping. Uh, I need. I'm using the RF seventy. Oh. For, for oh, that purpose. the new guy. Yeah. 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 The mint, yes. And since it's the perfect camera for double exposure, because it doesn't detect the image, you really need to to crank the the side. Oh, oh that's yeah. right. That's mm-hmm. right. I knew to, that. Yeah. To like throw out the the image, and that gives us. Let me like one second. Yeah. Yeah. I can just show you a peek what we did today because there was a little photo walk today with Lomography and we oh, did fun. Some, some images. And yeah, that's kind of the thing I'm working on at the moment. Oh, cool. oh that looks wow. great. Yeah, it looks great. It's that's like, kind of like Carson's stuff yeah. that we, we just had Carson on and he was yeah. doing stuff like that too. Man, that's yeah. really cool. So yeah, that's stuff like, oops, wrong side, like this. <laughs> So yeah. cool. Oh, wow. So Yeah, yeah. I want to do stuff like that. And, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm currently actually working on a tripod mount. <laughs> uh, on a tripod mount for the RF, which gives me a perfect 180 degree turn. Oh, smart. So smart. it should be like half of a circle where I can turn it around. Let's Man. see if that works out. <laughs> How do you like that camera? Actually, I'm pretty impressed by it. I, I, recently, I got two comments uh, on YouTube of people that didn't have a, a good quality of the camera. Hmm. Really? So, yeah, hmm. something wasn't that right. Uh, it was the plastic. I think the screw for them wasn't, like, too holding too good. But it's actually, like, it's really molten into the plastic. So, don't know what... Like, maybe something went wrong wrong in production or something. I don't right. know. Right. Mm. But since I got one of the first ones, I'm just impressed by the camera. And, like, it's easy to use. The Instax film is so cheap. It's like... Right. Yeah, I it's just so bought a few cheap. packs today, and it's 20 shots for 15 euros here. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, if I buy a Polaroid Richness film, it's like eight shots, which I, I don't know what... Like, if eight shots actually work. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> not, oh, yeah. Not, not, not <laughs> even for me. And then you ca- sometimes get the flames inside of them, which mm-hmm. for that project would be horrible, in my opinion. I need a clean image. And if yeah. I have like, yeah. the flames inside, it's it's just destroying. I mean, I love 
expired film, but that's something that I really can't live with for for a certain project. Yeah. And also, double exposure is always a danger that you mess it up. It's always the exposure with Instex. uh, Instex has such a small tolerance in the exposure, especially the 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 Fuji Instex. That's crazy. Like you just expose a little bit too much, and everything is messed up. That's really so true. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the DRF actually does an amazing job on the auto mode, also on manual mode. Uh, what I love is like you got these little ND filters since the film is ISO 800. Oh, let me see. Yeah, so I printed this little holder here, which screws on top of the oh, camera cool. and, oh, and, and holds both of the ND filters. Or well, there's actually three, but I only used the two of them. Hmm. So yeah, so I just like screw that on the bottom of the camera, and I'm ready to go. And always have to. Yeah, that's with great. Me. That's so cool. Yeah. So it's is really, that. It, is that camera like readily available? Like, is it for sale? Because I remember last I saw it was like in production and all that stuff. Is it like a limited thing or can, it, it, can anyone just pick it up? I think they still haven't set up a real production line, to be honest. So oh, you kind of okay. need to be in that like early funding thing and, uh, mm. and re- register and then you can buy it and then it's probably there in three months or something like that. That's okay. what, I, what I think it is at the moment. Yeah, because I, I see myself yeah. needing one of those as well. <laughs> but, yeah, you can actually like, uh, to be honest, Mint has an amazing customer service or like they're really nice and responsive so we just write the drop the message ask them stuff uh, i yeah. also know thomas he has had like two mint s670 cameras which are really good products um, right. yeah they, they work amazingly you have manual and now they brought out the x with the flash sync um if you're a tinkerer and you want to do that yourself you can look at the open s670 project which you've probably seen on my channel yeah. where mm-hmm. i desoldered the pcb of the polaroid and then soldered in a new one but I would all recommend to this to somebody who has a spare S670. Right, yeah, exactly. To mess it, mess it up, actually. Because that's like, it, it's small welding and if you're uh, soldering. But if you're not into soldering, it's like, uh, yeah, I wouldn't actually give it a try. I would go with the yeah, Fitch project for, uh, from Mint and just like, okay, I got the perfect camera. <laughs> that would be me. I I would, say, I'm, that leaves me out yeah. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, as I said, like Thomas, even he had like two of them and he he wrote them to switch for an X and I think they actually did the deal. So he got a new camera and like switched back to old ones. Like, yeah, they're pretty nice when it comes to stuff to the, like that. And they also have like this crazy, uh, sorry, they also have this crazy thing, uh, which is like that film for free. Don't know if you have seen. What that. is that? No, I didn't That's see that. That's actually like really strange. I, I didn't know how how Gary does it, but um, you can actually order to your um, RF seventy or to your TL seventy, uh, like film for free, which is you have to publish a picture, I think, taken with the camera, and if you have at least thirty likes or something on Instagram, for every three or five pictures you take, you get a, another free pack. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Film. And it's like, okay. And that, uh, I asked him, like, and that's working financially? And he was like, Instax film is really cheap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay, good. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's it's a nice idea, actually. He has some marketing of it. Like, mm-hmm. people share the film. Yeah. Like, why not get advantage? Like, if you already share it, just tag Mint and get a free film. Right. Yeah, marketing for, sure. for it. That's good stuff. Yeah. It helps both sides, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. I was just going to say the Polaroid One Step Plus version has mm-hmm. the, the double exposure. So I messed yeah. around a little bit with, with the double exposure on the Polaroid original. It was fun. It, it came out it's pretty fun. cool. Yeah. I, I can't stand the the, the 
mobile phone control. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It doesn't work for me. Like I need my both ha- like both hands on the camera, or at least yeah, yeah. Because you have like, to like one hand. Yeah, that, <laughs> especially with the one eighty degrees that I showed you. Just mm-hmm. like it doesn't mm-hmm. work. Right. Like, yeah. How? <laughs> So uh, yeah. I would actually need a second person holding the phone. Yeah, I camera the camera around. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, I, I really am not a fan of that concept of using a phone to control it, even though it gives you amazing options with the... the yeah, the there's so many, so many extra options, like the yeah, shutter the manual release, mode. manual yeah. mode. So, yeah. It's like really good. But yeah, uh, I'm not a fan of phone control of an analog camera because it makes the camera obsolete in a like foreseeable future. Because yeah. that that's an app. How many apps do you know that are developed for yeah, twenty years? Sure, you're right. I guess we haven't gotten that far yet with apps. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's like I can't, like I'm to be honest. In ten years, I can't imagine somebody is able to control that camera with his phone again. Hmm. Yeah, I wish they would have. Uh, I wish they would have put some more buttons on it. Yeah. I, I don't have the. Yeah. I don't have that one. I don't have the Bluetooth version. I have two of the, just the regular one touch twos. So. Mm-hmm. And if I really you, like them with, too. With the they're they're a lot of fun. Or not? What's that? Do you have the upgraded viewfinder? Or oh not? yeah, I don't. Uh, <laughs> because that I don't helps think my, a lot. <laughs> yeah. My white one doesn't. My white one is like the original version, yeah. and then yeah. the black one that I got that is newer. That yeah. one has the has upgraded. Yeah, that helps a lot in framing. Yeah, it does. I was going to ask does. you: t- Does it is it a big difference, Timothy? Or are you guys yeah. Marco too? So in my opinion, it is a big difference. Yes, mm. sorry. Yeah. Uh, it's like, uh, the problem is like when you hold that camera to your face, you, you immediately start putting your cheek on the camera, which yeah. is mm-hmm. the angle, and it pushes you aside. And right. you always tilt the camera when you look through it. So yeah, you're I've always actually to... framing too much right. Yeah, I've gotten used to trying to adjust it. Also with the S670, framing is also kind of tricky, to be honest, in my opinion. Because mm. looking through the viewfinder is always like, okay, yeah. look right, or it's like, it, it's sometimes... A, a little bit strange. Hmm. Yeah, I've noticed that too. I didn't really pick up on that for a while until I, uh, I'm borrowing one of the Mint 670s. I think mm-hmm. that's what it is with the time machine on it. Yep. And my buddy, Mike, who was, I borrowed it from, he was just like, yeah, so there's a little, you got to, you know, kind of focus a little bit down and to the right or something like that, that he was saying to get the image yep. in. And I never noticed that before. And I was like, that's why my, my pictures are out of frame yeah. all the time. I never really caught on to that. <laughs> They're always a little bit shifted to the right mm-hmm. side. I don't. Yeah, just like, a little bit. Yeah, that's crazy. But yeah, that's Polaroid. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> to be honest, nothing is perfect. <laughs> True. It's fun though. Like it's so much fun. I just got uh, a Sun six sixty with the the sonar, the little sonar mm-hmm. dot on it. I got it for Polaroid Week. I'm gonna try to do some stuff for Polaroid Week, and cool. I just love their sonar system. I've never had any issues with it where, you know, of course we're gonna miss shots on autofocus from the, you know, 80s and 90s and stuff. There's gonna be some missed shots, but yeah. I've always had a good time shooting that, and I tested a pack in the last two days. I burned through a pack, and man, just the, the images that come out of mm-hmm. that camera are just so great. I'm having so yeah. much fun just shooting like a point-and-shoot Polaroid. It's a, it's a good time. Yeah, you've uh, been on a roll. Oh yeah, I'm I'm loving it. Uh, my favorite is actually the 680 or 690. These are just amazing cameras because they shoot the 600 film. Mm-hmm. They have the autofocus. They have a built-in flash. Uh, they're like really good lenses. Uh, that they, these are my my favorite lenses uh, cameras. Yeah. But the problem is they're kind of hard to get sometimes, pricey, and they have the most electronics inside, which makes them. Mm-hmm. Not yeah. very safe, to be honest. <laughs> I'll have to yeah. look into those. Those are those are ones that I haven't really got. Yeah, I don't think got, I, don't, I haven't, haven't gotten into my radar. 
Mm-hmm. You have to check them out. They are really amazing to take instant shots because you get the 600 film, which is the more available film, to be honest. Um, yeah. It's the more produced film. It is. Most, most selling. That's where, like, PO also puts more of the development effort into. Yeah. Because it's their big sales point. Hmm. Um, and, yeah, like, I love that camera. It, has, it combines the 600 with the um, S670 and adds a flash on top, which is useful. So you don't have to buy the mint flash and run around and put it on top. And the balance, like, to be honest, the mint flash is nice, mm. but it's not really on the perfect white balance for me. It's a little okay. Bit, a little Interesting. Bit cool. It's a little bit cooler. It's not the the, the same light. Yeah. Right. I, I mean, I, I love um, old GE electronics flashes. Yeah, they yeah. give you the, the mm-hmm. perfect color. They look just amazing. And I still have like a full box of them, like sitting around, <laughs> <laughs> which I actually like uh, last time I was recording a new intro for the channel or like still in the making. And I just recorded a lot of old um, bulbs, like lighting up oh, in slow cool. motion. Oh, cool, cool, So I'm kind of like, I, it's so hard to film that because it's really fast and I only had like these 120 FPS and you get not a lot of it, but it, it looks really cool. It get, makes yeah. a, mm-hmm. makes interesting effect when you see like this metal burning and then also the, the glass melting around it. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Yeah, I have a, I have a bunch of those. One of the... One of the cameras I got, it was like an older camera. I got it like a flip, a flea market or yard sale or something like that. Came with a box of those. But yeah, I I, I love that. I love that old technology. It's so good. Yeah, it gives it gives us different results that we are not used to see today. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, I had a discussion today with with uh, one guy about like lomography lenses, which mm-hmm. the, they produce these Petzval lenses now and everything, and they also have a lot of instant cameras. Mm-hmm. Um, if you haven't seen them, but they're like pretty good ones to be honest some of them and this, these new digital lenses they are just all perfect which kind of takes away all the the this yeah. like, feeling of an image or this like something they're not transporting anything to me they're just perfect and right like, yeah I mean, i'm not a fan of perfection so <laughs> no not at all <laughs> yeah so that's like modern lenses are not that good in my opinion and lomo has like these petzval lenses which have their defects i mean they're pricey for ca- lenses that have failures but they give you a different feel and different look that some people are actually right. looking for. And mm-hmm. maybe that's the thing you actually want and for one for a project or for your style of pictures. So, yeah, it's always interesting to look into that and not always buy the best Canon, Nikon, whatever lens that is on the market, a 2.8. Mm-hmm. Perfectly, no vignetting, to the edge, sharp, and everything straightens. Like, sometimes it's good to buy the cheap M42 mm-hmm. lens that's 60 years old, that's yep. vignetting, that has a yellow tint, and it's still an amazing lens. <laughs> no, I agree completely. I was just talking to uh, these customers. They're, they're regulars at this restaurant that I work at and they came in and they they're like, oh, we saw you at, you know, so-and-so and you had this big camera with you. And Dude, are you a photographer? And I'm like, oh, yeah. Like, I I mean, I don't say I'm like, you know, I'm not like a pro crazy, <laughs> yeah. you know, whatever. But I was like, I love to shoot. You know, I, I, I co-host a film photography podcast. Like, I'm, I'm really involved in the analog photography. And they're just like, so film is still, you can still get film. And I'm like, oh, I was like, you'd no. be surprised. I was like, we just had on our show, you know, one of the top 20 wedding photographers in mm-hmm. the world. And he shoots all film like all of his weddings and they're just like that just seems like so much work and it's like well no it's like it's a look and a feeling and 
there's so much more to it. And it's like, yeah, you can get the new Canon 1DX Mark whatever with this lens and you can zoom into everyone's pores until you see the, you know, like who wants to see that much perfection? Like there's a point where it just gets like, it's too much. I don't know. I was trying to explain that to them as well. And they were, they were like, oh yeah, that makes sense (laughs) that I was like, it's a look and a feel. It's like a vintage record you put on that you listen to and you listen to it because you want the pops and the hiss and the cracks and the, and the skipping and stuff like that stuff's what we love about it. So that it's like, yeah, I also like uh, love to combine uh, or like take the, the music and photography to see um, things that are actually like in the same, for example, uh, uh, ISO mm-hmm. and yes. music for me, like and sound is for me a really interesting thing to combine. If you turn up the volume on your like speakers, it will sound trashy, but you yeah. can still still hear something. But if you do the same on a, on, a, on your film or like your oh, camera, if you turn up the ISO, it, it it still it looks shit, but you still see something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yes. That's like such a nice uh, idea to 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 combine or like to actually say audio and and photo they have similarities and very it's like, true it works the same mm-hmm. man i love that analogy i'm gonna i'm gonna be using that from <laughs> now on just so <laughs> thanks it's actually like yeah i'm recording currently a, a series of fo- basics of photography um, oh cool which i, oh, which I awesome. kind of want to bring out like what's a patcher what's shutter mm-hmm. uh, what's iso how to combine these and stuff like that and what's uh, uh like which millimeters of a lens that what does it actually make the focal lengths and stuff like that and that's also one of the pieces from there it's like some pieces that i, I kind of bring in there to explain people the real basics of photography because i think there's that's missing a lot in the web a yeah really basic approach to teach photography sure, sure. yeah is that coming to your channel yeah that's gonna be done on the channel oh, cool. i mean i i, I wanted to uh, like put it on skillshare but i think it's just done <laughs> <laughs> yeah but there's also one thing like easiest way to show uh the function of an aperture take one yeah. liter of wa- liter of water take two um cylinders like uh, i don't like the english word and like one is a small diameter one is a big diameter and then just pour one liter of water through it one will take oh. longer one will take shorter and that's actually like super easy to to show what an aperture does yeah. It changes the time. You need to expose the same amount or like take the same amount of light and bring it to your sensor to the other oh, side. Oh, yeah. I wish I had the analogy when I first started because <laughs> aperture for everybody is like, wait, it's the bigger super hard the number, to, to get into it, the yeah. smaller the hole or like, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. And it's like super easy small. to say, okay, you have a small hole. The, the light takes longer to get through it. So you need to adjust the shutter at some point to get the same time super super cool analogy to to just like figure out stuff like that and try to to put that into the videos in the future so let's see if that works out and maybe people understand it man i remember i remember when all that stuff clicked to me Mm -hmm. (laughs) one day i was just you know shooting with a friend and he i i he was losing it because I was like, I get it. I get the ISO, the aperture and the shutter speed. Like if you change one, you can, I mean, they all do the same thing in a way, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But like, if you move this one, it, it just, he was losing. He was laughing at me. Cause I'm like, I figured it out. Finally, I get it. Like, <laughs> I think there's really that one moment where you're like, Oh like, yeah, yeah! Uh-huh. Wow. <laughs> now it so makes true. sense. Yes. So I, I'll never forget that day. It was just yeah. such a good, a good experience. But it's a learning curve. Everybody has to, mm-hmm. to go through it, in my yeah. opinion. Oh, yeah. So it's just oh, like, yeah. 
going from automatic to manual. Right. You need to figure that mm-hmm. stuff out. Mm-hmm. Man. Yeah. Marco, I, I also noticed mm-hmm. uh, you recently went to Photokino. How was that? Uh, yeah, last year. And it was good for building connections and horrible for... Oh, no. Seeing stuff. I mean, it's just like there's so much oh, okay. Chinese yeah, yeah, yeah. products. <laughs> there's like the big players like Nikon, uh-huh. uh, Canon. They have stages massively built, huge things. And you're there like, oh, we have analog. It's like a little chamber. <laughs> a <laughs> little somewhere. bubble. Yeah. 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 Uh, and like, uh, but people said like it was the first time for me to be at Photokina. And people said it's, it's much better with analog photography. Now there's actually like, people there oh yeah like like cena still was there adox was there um like the camera rescue guys were there so like a lot of kind of some kind of people were there and it was really nice to actually meet some people in um like really see them in real life Mm -hmm. yeah uh, yeah, that's actually the best to to meet the people to get connections and Mm -hmm. talk with people about ideas and honestly for me, that's too crowded there. Like some, I I don't like stuff like that. I, I was there and was thinking about recording a video, and I didn't feel at all to even pull out the camera right. at one yeah. point. But yeah, it's nice to get connections and, and meet people. That's a thing I would say. Stuff like that is good for. Yeah, I used to go to the, the one in New York. Not it wasn't Photokino, but the I forgot yeah. the name of it. But the bit you know at the uh, Javits Center every year, mm-hmm. and. It was basically all digital at that. I think there was like one Kodak booth there, um, yeah. but it was it's still cool to like be around, like you said, like make those connections, be around people who are like you know the same, have the same mindset and stuff like that. But I haven't been to something like that in such a long time. It's probably been like, let's see, since I moved to LA, so like six, seven years, and I would love to go back to another convention just because it's it's exciting, you know, yes. walking around the convention <laughs> center floor and. It's always always interesting to see different people how they actually handle cameras and stuff like that. That's mm-hmm. for me. It's like always oh, like, yeah. like ah, like a user, you wear it over your neck and you yeah. have to show it off. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And there's like stuff like that, but it's 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 interesting. Yeah. And this like one thing that really tripped me up is like uh, somebody coming to me, aren't you analog things? And I was like, uh, yes. Oh, cool. You got recognized. <laughs> yeah. That's nice. It, it was that point. I was like, okay, I should watch out what I do in public. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, jeez. <laughs> but yeah, that was also like, it was funny, but also kind of weird because was, I was in the middle of a conversation and somebody just dropped in and completely cut off the conversation. Oh, no way. <laughs> what? Yeah, and I was like, okay, I thank know you very you. much. <laughs> <laughs> too funny Jeez. but yeah that's people that don't under like understand boundaries sure in in, in some cases <laughs> too <laughs> but, yeah, funny happens and you have to go with the flow mm-hmm. <laughs> for sure so um yeah that photokina i mean for polaroid actually there was only um uh lomography and fuji instax but polaroid originals wasn't actually there Oh, oh no! Strange thing, to be honest. But yeah, hmm. as they they concentrated on CES, and yeah, so they didn't even have a booth at Photokina. Hmm. That's a bummer. Yeah, I was just gonna ask if Polaroid was even there. Hmm. Nope. Also, I think they're lo- going through a lot of business changes since they're moving to Amsterdam now. Oh, are they? Oh. Yeah, the office is moving from Berlin to Amsterdam. So it was Vienna, then Berlin. Now it's Amsterdam. And Crazy. let's see what happens with them. Actually, like I I I hope they I, I think they will survive as a company but instax is pushing a lot of pressure on them right right oh man i would be devastated if we lost that film again i can't (laughs) i can't even think of that going through it twice oh yeah no 
Maybe maybe Doc finds another solution then and buys yeah. all the originals again or something like that. I, I don't Come know. Come on, Doc. I know he's like the hero <laughs> of of the community. Speaking of yeah. Doc, can, can you uh, can you give us any like? Is there like how did I know the project got funded for the the pull apart film? How how are they doing mm. since it's been funded? I haven't actually talked with them a lot mm. in, in the last three months. I've I've been busy. Got um, it. <laughs> I was hoping like, for some inside info. Yeah, yeah actually, it was the dirt. I, actually, I, I unfortunately I can't tell you any inside info because I actually don't have one i wasn't really uh too much involved in the project i was just there for the video to help them shoot it got it and yeah. give them some feedback uh but till then like after that i actually jumped out and i haven't talked with them too much hmm. um so i Guess hope we'll... it's going good I, I know they had to build up a whole dark room there which last time i was there was looking really good Wow. Um, and they had to set up a complete assemble line where everything is going to be built and assembled yeah. and everything. Right. So stuff like that needs to be figured out. They need uh, needed to set up a new location, kind of close to SuperSense, where all the productions taking place and stuff like that. So they had to figure out a lot. But since the film is actually just Polaroid film, or it's, it's original Polaroid film mm. and original Polaroid chemistry, that works. The first batch will work, kind of. Yeah. The only thing is... After that, if they really manage to source a good quality hmm. and like negative and like positive, and like if they really manage to take that basic funding for the next to the next level, or if it's just gonna be selling the the currently like batch of film they have and sell the material. Interesting. All these films that people will get is twenty by twenty four material. Oh, Whoa. okay, that makes sense. I mean, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it it's. 20 by 24 film cut into pieces. Huh. Yeah. And the cabbage is put into small little packages. <laughs> I feel like that's kind of how the, the new 55 stuff was, too. It, it was, is. It's the same. It's yeah. Completely the yeah. Same. yeah. Wow. Man, I, I was so bummed that that kind of fizzled out. Uh, mm. I, I really, really, really love shooting type 55 or type 59 or any kind of tight Polaroid yeah. film. It's so much fun with 4x5. Yeah, I love and, single sheet Polaroid film. It's just amazing. Oh, it's so good. I mean, you get a negative and a positive and it's just such a great concept. Like, I I just can't believe that this stuff... It, it makes me mad almost. Yeah, that it's these a bummer. Companies, it's a bummer. That these, these companies just let this this stuff die yeah. like not so much these people trying to resurge it you know like yeah. giving up on it or whatever but like like polaroid just blowing it with that and i mean i get it it's a numbers game it's about money but i mean this is it's it's literal magic yeah you know yeah. what i mean like taking something like that and and making an image with it come alive in front of your eyes it, it is magic you know like yeah. that is as close to real magic as we mm -hmm. could possibly get and it was and a strange just, thing that 4x5 was actually one of the first factories that it was destroyed yeah mm. yeah it was just like stomped into the ground and oh like, man okay it's gone <laughs> good <laughs> so yeah I, I understand like that film is not easy to make I mean, and like oh no mm. um, yeah. you need you need machines to build it and then the problem is okay building a machine is maybe not that hard, but like developing a machine that is able to do that. Sure. Yeah. And everything. I just know that from Uwe, which is one of the people working at the, um, the Type 100 Kickstarter project. He's yeah. responsible for um, developing that paper folding thing. And and he has this uh, company called... Um, how is it called? Oh, damn. <laughs> oh, I forgot the name. He's like um, taking the same principle like Cinestill does. 
taking yeah. ki- cinema oh, film okay. and and, and mm-hmm. cutting off the chat uh, the chat on the back and he's doing the same in vienna with old films and he has like this one film which is for uh audio files which has all the numbers imprinted for example and stuff like that oh wow that's cool and yeah that's like stuff like that he also says like yeah he can 3d print stuff but it doesn't work that long you know it's it's it, yeah it's mechanical parts they break and st- then you need to machine it and everything and then you need somebody who's really into process management and it just takes over at some yeah. point. And I understand it's an amazing investment and that's not even talking about the chemistry. Sure. I just wish like it, it wasn't so expensive to, if we could get the cost down of like the machinery that needs right. to be made, you know, and the space, like, uh, I don't know, man, it's like the future now. Like this stuff was doable back then. Like how is it <laughs> not a, cheaper and exactly. easier to do now in this time? You know what I mean? Like how have we not... There's some stubborn people out there that are making it different. With the chemistry, you will understand why the chemistry is not around anymore. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because yeah. like, it, it's like you have it on your skin and you don't see it, maybe the, the developer. But man, 10 minutes later and you have no skin left there. Yeah. Sure. Like it's, it's aggressive chemi- no, I, chemistry. I get it. I get it. It's really aggressive stuff sometimes. So yeah, I understand why it's gone and there needs to be other ways. But the problem is that like, looking into it it's not the main objective anymore no yeah uh, but yeah that's the sad truth about polaroid <laughs> yeah. no but like uh, I'm, I'm lucky i still have uh, like a lot of film average which is a uh, good yeah. and a bad thing because yeah. actually even if it's stored really well and, and 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 well like climated and everything that stuff is dry drying out on me and i need to shoot it now because it's sure. actually if the film is drying out every pack i take it's like one more picture that's not working so, yeah, I guess it's like incentive so to like get out there and just yeah. I mean, we t- I talked about this when we were talking lumography, folks. I, I've been I like been hoarding film, mm-hmm. you know, because I want to save it. Yeah, because <laughs> th- I'm afraid it's gonna go away. <laughs> but you just gotta go shoot it and make the photo and you know make a print and and put it in a book exactly. or put it put it on, a, on the wall. You know what I mean? It's or not gonna do any good. Your, have it for yourself. It's like, right. Yeah, it's yeah. just exactly. no good in the fridge. Yeah, it's crazy. And it's the thing. Like I have, I still have um, Fade to Black film, which is like my favorite film ever. I love that, Ooh, that film. That? Which have you never heard of it? Mm-mm. It was a, like a false production of Polaroid. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Which fades to black after twenty four hours, like right. when it, when <laughs> yeah, it came yeah, out. Yeah. Uh, but you can actually stop that process <laughs> if you separate the layers. <laughs> oh really? So, oh yeah, wow! Okay. You can stop it. Like just like when you have the image looking like you want it, you just make a transparency. And you're done. And the picture okay. stays like okay. that. And that film is, for me, it's gold. I mean, it's gold also. If you look on eBay for the prices of the film, it is gold. Oh, yeah, of course. Oh, how much does it go for? Oh, uh, the craziest I saw was like one pack for 400 euros. Jeez. Oh, my God. <laughs> that was the craziest I saw. But yeah, that it's is not, gold not right easy there. to find because it's like it was such a small production. Mm-hmm. And I have like three packs left in the fridge. And, you know, there's like this blockade in my mind i kind of want to make a special project with it yeah i was just gonna say yeah. you have it's to like, do something like yeah but then at the, at the thing is like okay it's sitting in the fridge for five years like <laughs> when, when is the point where is the project that i, that, yeah. that I feel point, like it's, you should... it's good enough for that film uh, i was gonna say at that point put the pack of film in a frame on the wall <laughs> <laughs> so like that. but yeah that's also like i still have a lot of four by five and mm. I heard of that one technique, which I still haven't tried, and I, I don't know why, which is um, actually re, um, like reliquifying the pots by using condensed oh. condense water 
so you kind of have to, to to put the film into the uh, fridge, put it out of the fridge for the same, and then shorten the time always like by like half the like always divided by two. Okay, and, and that could probably li- like reliquify the chemistry to a certain amount. <laughs> yeah, but it's like I still have like I think hundred sheets of four by five that are dry. So why not give it a try? And yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I I had a whole pack that was just a bust on me not too long ago. I wish yeah. I I got frustrated and chucked it in the can. I didn't even save it. But <laughs> uh, yeah, well, it's, no, it's it's just crazy though because I I look every night. It's it's kind of been my nightly routine lately. Is when I lay down at the end of the night, I grab my iPad and I go on eBay yeah. and I look up all the type the type film. You know, type fifty five, mm-hmm. and you see. You see open packs from 93 for $400 and it's just like, it's like come on like yeah, it, it, you know that stuff's good. not good. Yeah. yeah. But I just I really want one more successful box of that film or even any of it. Like I would take any of it. The it doesn't have to be type 55. If yeah. anyone's listening out there, yeah. offer me <laughs> a box of working known working type 55 film. Please. Yeah, I still have like two boxes of 55 left. Yeah. And yeah, I just chopped like one of my girlfriends two weeks ago. It's still <laughs> working perfectly. Yeah. Like, oh, man. Yeah. I just wish I had, I had two boxes. My, I have like a little photography guru. It's like this little 90 year old man that owns the building that I work at. And he was an old wedding photographer. And he had, he, he'll occasionally come in with like boxes of amazing things for me. And one time it was two boxes of, you know, 2007 or eight. Uh, type 55 film and it was in the best Good. the fir- the yeah. top the top frame was a little dried out and didn't spread all the way mm-hmm. but the rest of them the other 39 sheets just were were gorgeous but I wish I would have known what I had when I had yeah. it you know like I just blew through it and didn't to think be of on- it to be I was honest like, take it that way maybe you would still be sitting on it and it would be dry now see yeah, yeah no exactly. you're right you're right you're right you're right <laughs> good point yeah so now you at least have some 55 images. If you would yeah. have known, you probably would have stored it in the fridge and still had and like <laughs> yep. 50 sheets in the fridge and like take yep. it out next year and be like, oh, good. Now everything is dead. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> oh, so, geez. Like, you're right. You're right. <laughs> I got to I gotta stop looking at the glass half empty. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Too funny. It's, it like yeah, I, I see the problem with me because like I have my like the, the fridge is half full with Polaroid mm-hmm. film. I go mm-hmm. down like I went down into my uh, cellar like this week to store like the film I showed you before like this yeah, yeah. All the rolls and I was looking there I was like damn I have so much Polaroid film <laughs> <laughs> and I was like I, I need to do something with it I need to shoot more the problem mm-hmm. is at the moment I really don't get to shoot a lot myself because most of the stuff I do is just record how to shoot like for other people <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. i'm not yeah. shooting myself anymore and that's like kind of a, of a bummer to be honest and i need to do more projects again and like mm-hmm. kind of get into it and step down the youtube game a little bit and step up my own game again right true yeah Have that's you- exactly what i did i was getting fatigued with shooting for other people and not myself mm-hmm. yeah you need to get into your pace again like and yeah. do it yourself oh yeah and like yeah, I have a lot of project ideas, but some of them are like too big to to, to really re- like realize and need funding and stuff like that. And I'm not mm-hmm. really really not good at stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, same. So that's like ideas should, sitting on the shelf in my book and be like, ah, oh, when I'm old, I'm gonna do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Man. so at the moment it's like I really need to get out and shoot more. Mm-hmm. And like yeah, same. Now next video will be probably about the eight by ten processor that I just bought. 
since I oh have, nice. and I'll have like all the processors. I'm excited to see that. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it, I think it's a lot of people want to get into eight by ten photography with Polaroid because it's it's a nice start. You don't need to to have eight by ten fill like film and develop it which is like a lot of people get confused that you actually can give your whole holder to the lab and they develop it and you don't need to do anything <laughs> right true yeah yeah um but polaroid and 8x10 can be confusing because there's three different kinds of processors there's two different kinds of like holders oh. um which works with which uh what do you need to watch out when you get the processor and there is actually like these these three and two are actually the ones that are regularly available but there's also uh, a special version that was used for bomb detection. There's one. Oh, used, <laughs> yeah, there, there's one who was which was used for medical. Like, um, I, I actually have a eight by ten radiographic processor. That's nuts. Which wow. is actually wow. for for X-ray machines. Uh, <laughs> it's the same principle. And there's other ones, but the problem is these X-ray machines they had different holders because huh. they don't need need a slide out. They just had like. a front plate finished <laughs> they don't need anything else wow because wow. it just x-rays through it it has a metal plate in the back and that's it and Crazy. yeah so so this holder wouldn't work to 8x10 photography but you could get the processor maybe cheaper and then try to look for mm-hmm. only a holder so that's like it's a complicated topic to find the right solution it's like when i bought that stuff there's like a tray which is used for one of the holders and it wasn't like included in the second processor but if you have the right cassette which doesn't need a tray you can use it again so a lot of things that you have to take into consideration when buying one of these processors and film holders but man yeah yeah, i'm excited to see your video on that because that's (laughs) again something else i want to get into me too (laughs) little side note don't get the field processor okay yeah because i heard there's like a crank a lot of people are using cranks these days yeah but the field processor is also the one that you can fold up and just like crank it through but yeah. the crank is horrible because it doesn't give you a consistent result. You need the, the powered one. Okay. Uh, the the okay. Impossible, like, impossible Polar Originals film is way more sensitive to these rollers. So you really right. should go All for right. the electric, like electrician. <laughs> the, the, the one that's just like pulling in a cons- consistent level into the camera. Okay. Into the processor. Good to know. Good yeah. to know. Cool. And yeah, as like take a look at old photographers. They mostly have the, them in the storage and think that's some piece of plastic they're never going to use and you can get yeah, them for cheaper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the the first processor I bought, I got for 15 euros. Really? No yeah. kidding. Wow. Yeah. Actually, I, I never bought a processor more expensive than 20 euros, I think, or 30 euros. <laughs> it's just like... Uh, you're, you're one of those that has the magic touch of finding amazing things. It's, mm-hmm. it's sometimes you need to be at the right place at the right, right time yeah. to just like find that stuff and yeah I actually I, I bought my first processor when there was no sign of impossible even continuing 8x10 oh no kidding wow. yeah so that's that was a leap why of faith I was actually took. lucky to get it <laughs> yeah and I, I know some older photographers from Austria that still had like a lot of analog stuff and equipment standing around in the studio and yeah so I, I kind of Ask them always. Do you maybe have some one of these plastic things with Polaroid's written on top? Maybe it's like it, it looks <laughs> like a big printer. Yeah, uh, and it's like, yeah, I think I have something like that standing around somewhere. It's close to that and larger that I never use. Oh, <laughs> like, great, great, great! Yes. <laughs> take it off your I'll hands. I'll take it off. Yeah. yeah, I'll take it off. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, you can have it. I just wanted to throw it away, kind of thing. Like, yeah. <laughs> but there, there have to be a lot of them around actually, because it was 
used quite a lot. Yeah. 8x10, but 8x10 in Polaroid is for me, it's like the, the most magic format. I mean, if, if mm. you're in four, into 4x5, you already know it's like really interesting to have a, pol- a picture that you don't need to enlarge anymore. Right. Yeah. Oh, you, yeah. It's like it's, it's at that point, in my opinion, where you can display it and say, okay, that's fine. I wouldn't display a contact pr- sheet of a 35 millimeter <laughs> film. No. <laughs> right. It's no. Like a little bit no, you wouldn't even be able to see it. <laughs> yeah. But like with Polaroid, from 4x5 to 8x10, you have this size where you say, okay, that can actually be framed and be looked at from a distance and people see something. And if you get closer, you see details, you see, right. you see the, the, the flaws of the film, maybe um, a lot of my 58 film that has that like this orange bar just through it. I don't know why it's always at the same position. Ooh. It's like, yeah, okay, good. That's the specialty of that film. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Yeah. Film is amazing. Uh, it's like. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yes. We agree. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just like an amazing idea to to get, always get something different, or always be surprised by a film. Mm-hmm. With these expired Polaroids, really have different results. I have the same pack, and one image comes out yellow, one comes out bluish, and I'm like, okay, let's go with it's the like, flow. <laughs> it's like a surprise every time. Like, what's it gonna yeah. be? What's it gonna be? <laughs> exactly. We'll be right back with some questions for Marco right after this message from our sponsor. Support for Analog Talk also comes from Polaroid Originals. Go to PolaroidOriginals.com and use the offer code ANALOGTALK10 at checkout to receive 10% off your next purchase. Alright guys, now it's time for the tough questions. So Marco, Desert Island Camera. You can only choose one, even though I'm sure we'll choose like seven while we're talking about this, because there's... <laughs> that's just how it goes. But what? Uh, what's your Desert Island Camera? What can't you live without? Desert Island camera. Hmm. Tough question. Tough question. Um, it is. It's awful. I hate this question. <laughs> I mean, you have to break it down. Um, Everybody says that. Like, okay, this is my medium yeah. format. This is. My- <laughs> I was actually even thinking like the, the format I love the most is eight by ten. So okay, that would be one thing uh, I would bring there. But if we are on a de- like stranded island um i would probably go for a 20 by 24 because you can actually use it as a house <laughs> yes. oh there you go or like a boat yes. use it to like, yeah, it's like get off you have the so island much wood and material you can build whatever out of that camera <laughs> you can the use the steel rotors to kill stuff so <laughs> that's so good i love that <laughs> so if it's about surviving i take the 20 by 24 every minute <laughs> yeah you yeah just I with the that. negative material of 50 50 meters you can build everything you can be able to sail, so yeah. 20 by 24 is the way to go for, for, for surviving on the island. Um, and maybe killing yourself with the work you have to do with taking pictures. Yes, mm-hmm. burning your skin off. Yep. <laughs> yeah. If it's really about like photography, which camera I, I, I kind of like love the most or use mm-hmm. the most, um, it's a hard choice at the moment for me between the S670 with the, with the open S670 mod actually, so you have manual control and regular S670. And between the, the camera, the DRF70 from Mint at the moment, I really... Oh, wow. Nice. Lost, cool. Like, really fell in love with this camera, to be honest. Like, it does a good job for, for what I do. Um, and it really takes me to some new creative levels with the Instax film, because I'm not caring that much about the film. Because mm. I know it's it's just brightly, like, broad available. I can get it for cheap money. I can just mess up a lot of shots with ideas and don't care that much about it. And like fig- figure out new ideas and techniques. 
that's interesting to to think that like you're limiting yourself because of cost of film and weird elements like that. Hmm. Yeah, it's like uh, Polaroid is limiting. It really yeah. limits you in 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 your creativity because you never know what you kind of you expect what you will get, but you you can't be certain what you get. Right. That's something with Polaroid that also creates the magic of it. Right. But, it, yeah, but at the other hand, hand, like if you're into conceptual photography, into pr- like longer projects or anything, you kind of want to have consistency. You kind of want to have like, you know what's coming out of the camera. And at that point, I prefer Instax, to be honest. Mm. I, I'm really not a big fan of the Instax colors or the Instax look. Yeah. Right. But we have filters. You people mm-hmm. used filters. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, <laughs> sure. Why not take an orange gel and put it in front of your lens to get a warmer right. tone of that film? Mm-hmm. And we're done. We are at the same level at Polaroid. It's mm. maybe not that like um, creamy or like looking like an oil painting, the Instax, but you have a little warmer tone. You can like do crossing and stuff like that. You can do a lot of things with, with, with Instax. Um, the only thing which completely drives me crazy that I haven't figured out a way to manipulate that film. As, okay. oh, yeah. as we were talking, yeah. I loved Immusion Lift. That's like, mm-hmm. it's amazing to have your hands on that film, to move it around, to give that film a completely different look. But damn, that Instax film is just there. It's done. Right. <laughs> you, you are stuck with that one finished imi- image. Mm. So with Polaroid, you have to step after the film, which is creativity in doing something with the Immusion. With Instax, uh, maybe you've seen the video of me cutting stuff into pieces. Um, where I do like this panoramic shot of the train, for example. Oh yeah, I love took, that. I, I love took, that like, video. Five yeah. pictures of a train, just cut it into pieces and then stitch it together, so you have like a really wide Instax shot. Oh yeah. Um, and that's something you can do with Instax because you can just cut that thing like nothing, and do what you want. And yeah, so that's the Instax thing is is something that gives me a, a bit more of cre- like a spark in the creativity at the moment. Because with Polaroid, I kind of know where it is, and I kind of mm-hmm. yeah. tried most of the creative techniques already. So I, I, I'm always like pushing myself to find something new, and that's at the moment it's mostly tinkering. To be honest, mm-hmm. it's three D printing, like trying to like dismantle cameras, build new cameras, build stuff. Um, and yeah, on the other side, like I need to find new creative techniques since I, I think that these are one of the videos that like work best in my channel. Or that people right. l- really love on my channel, but it's hard to find these creative techniques with when you're stuck with something. So yeah, that's like what I kind of wanted to show. So that's why one of the videos will be the 180 degree double exposure, talking a little bit more about double exposure, how you actually do one, right? And, and, and what to have to to keep in your mind when you take a double exposure. Because there's a lot of things you have to think about when doing it. It's not mm-hmm. that you just like flip the camera, take a picture, and done. Because nope. then you will mess up a lot. <laughs> right. So, yeah. So, these are the reasons why I kind of struggle between Polaroid and Instax. And at the moment, mostly <laughs> yeah. shoot Instax film and just go for that. And why the fridge is still full of Polaroid material. <laughs> <laughs> I think they both have their own, like, place. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's what's, what's really great about them. The good thing is it's competition. Competition mm. drives business. That's right. So that's right. Very true. Yeah. That's something I really love is that Polaroid has a counterpart that's pushing them to do more. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, they will die. Right. No, hopefully not. <laughs> yes, but like, it's not meant in a bad way, but like, they need to be pushed to, to mm-hmm. kind of not stay at the level where they are. And like, right. they need some development in their their film. They need some thing. And like, because people... 
just starting to get into like analog photography and maybe start out with Polaroid, they are frustrated by a color film that yeah. takes like 10 minutes to develop because they they don't understand it. Why? They, they right. yeah. maybe know that yeah. from back then or from Instax. It's just, you take the picture, one minute later you have the image. Right. And yeah, it's that's true. where Polaroid kind of needs to step up the game. And I haven't seen a lot of changes in their film in the last two years. Their black and white film is flawless, though. Like, I love the black and white film yeah. to death. For me, for example, black and white is a little bit too contrasty. I enjoyed it really? more when oh, it before. See, I'm, I'm into that. I'm into <laughs> that. <laughs> so I, I really enjoyed the like, soft black and white before. Right. Mm-hmm. And now it's super contrasty and you kind of can't stop that developing process, which annoys me because yeah. like, I would love to separate it when it's like, you know, it has this softness peak and yeah. then it, it's, that's at the point where like, I want that image and then it starts to developing and it's like right. contrasty, contrasty <laughs> and it's like, oh, fuck me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had, had, had a beautiful, like really nice subtle tones of the body and then it's like, oh, nice, I have a black and white body. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, if you like that feeling, it's amazing. It's the film you want. It's just like taste. Right, yeah, exactly. But why sure, do you buy sure. a, a Kodak Portra compared to a Fuji Provia? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. different skin tone colors, maybe Asian yeah, Asian yeah. people look different on that film than like Caucasian. It has some some like it is like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Films were developed to show the skin tones of the region. Yeah. To work better for them. That makes oh. sense. That makes sense. So why is, why why do we all look a little bit reddish on Fuji film? Yeah. I never I do. I always look red. I never thought about that. Yeah, because <laughs> it's not our skin type. <laughs> wow. Well, yeah, so this is a, there's there's the second part to mm-hmm. this question. Okay. So what is your white whale camera? That is the camera that you're, is there anything that you're lusting after right now that you want that you haven't had a chance to get yet or that you're looking at that you've always wanted? That I've always wanted and that that's already existing or is it like? Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. That's a tough one because... I already like succeeded in the dream of shooting twenty by twenty-four. <laughs> um, yeah, you're lucky. <laughs> <laughs> I am one of the rare ones to be lucky uh-huh. to, to say that's done. So um, yeah, that's crazy. I can't believe that. Yeah, I'm jealous. So, there is actually no camera that I'm like, oh, I need to shoot that. Actually, there is cameras that I kind of want to build. Okay. So that's more of the part where I kind of say like, okay, that's something I kind of want to start and uh, jump into and um, continue to, to work on. But uh, there hasn't been a camera that I say I need to get my hands on, to be honest. Well, that's good. We need more pioneers. So whatever you... Yeah, <laughs> I love what you're, what you're doing. Yeah, for yeah. sure. So yeah, like as we were talking, like the, the Diana here, the, that's the, the Lomography Diana Instax Square. Mm-hmm. Or Diana Inst- Instant, which is one of the cheapest Square Instax cameras at the moment. And I'm kind of just to try to tinker and, and build just a module that I put on top here. You need to, like, just, I kind of want to make it as basic as possible. So yeah, just screwing off stuff and, and maybe soldering two wires because you need to do that. Right. Yeah. They yeah. actually released the image. So I, I that's two pieces. And I kind of want to make it as easy as possible. Release the plans under um, CC0 so everybody can just, like, Use it, print it if you have to, or like great sell it. That's because um, I don't want to hold back on like patents or stuff like that. I, I don't love that thing. It's like just if if you have the option to get one, get one. Try to I assemble it yourself, and yeah, then having the chance to shoot Instax Square on medium format, it's like the dream of for a lot of people of us. That's and, gonna be yeah. so cool. 
So yeah, that's one idea that I I'm kind of like shoot square in stacks on on medium format. The other one is to build a square back for four by five. Uh, mm. like not square, uh, Instax wide back for 4x5, that would be good. Oh, I would just love like, that. Just to have the, the control, if you're shooting sheet film, to just, yeah, I need one Instax shot before, okay, put the ND filter of four stops on to your, mm-hmm. like, um, to your desired ISO of film, take one test image, okay, the Instax looks good, let's shoot the, the sheets and, and we are good to go. Or like, or use your Instax sheets as the final product. I will just see. Yeah, producing a four by five pack is actually pretty hard because you you need to kind of think about the distances of the film and everything. So all the mechanism of ejecting the image. In my opinion, it would need to be a, a holder that just just has the film pack. Yeah. Which you then put into a, a processing unit, where you put like that hole into a processor, and that processor actually then okay. does the ejection of the film. Yeah. Because okay. that could actually work. Yeah, because then you don't need uh, the whole mechanism or the electronics, the pushing, the pushing pin and everything in that bag. You just like have a second thing where you put it on top, and that actually does the processing. Like the eight by ten, it's the same process. Mm-hmm. You have a film holder, yeah. you put it yeah. into the processor, it does the job. And yeah, that's like stuff I kind of like look forward at the moment to develop more of that. I hope I have more time to do it. I finally got a 3D printer that's working. <laughs> Which is like, it's like really annoying if you got like a 3D printer that you thought would be amazing and it's just like taking off time and time and every print fails and stuff like that where you have like plans and, and drawings that you need to test and it's just messed up because of a um, production tool that holds right. you back. And now mm-hmm. I got this amazing printer which was super expensive. But <laughs> it works great and I can't wait to just Prototype, prototype, prototype. It's, and you're yeah. going to put it to good use. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> Just like it's, <laughs> it's running 24-7 at the moment. <laughs> that's awesome. Man, it's only yeah, turned off fantastic. for the podcast now. <laughs> <laughs> We're slowing down production, guys. Yeah, yeah. no problem. <laughs> it's getting late in Austria anyway, so production will oh, yeah. be yeah. today. <laughs> but yeah, that's like... I, I really don't have that one camera that I kind of want to shoot anymore. It's, it was the 20 by 24 before. And since I was operating it and been to the craziest locations with that camera, I'm like, fine. Like, shooting a 20 by 24 in the desert of Qatar is like, okay, I've mm. been there, done that. <laughs> wow. What, the, what a dream. Yeah. That's that that's really my cool. dream. Yeah. I, I definitely need to Believe make me, that it's not, it's not your dream to shoot that camera in the desert. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I'm sure. No. It's not light tight at all. It's not meant to be in the desert. <laughs> oh, sure. no. No, no. And yeah, it was a crazy job, but it was really interesting to just see all that and just everyday bug fixing from a ripped off bellow from the like stand like everything from light mm-hmm. leaks everywhere from like t-shirts that are just dripping from sweat because you have to work oh, like yeah. that oh and, man like, and like our uh the person who actually wanted to shoot in the desert he had has just such a fast pace of shooting so you were like okay a 20 by 24 every five minutes like go go oh, go oh damn <laughs> it's like Okay, I, I I need a break. I'm I'm how exhausting. Dying. Yeah, that's that's for like two weeks. You're done. <laughs> you're just like your body and and mental state is just like. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> need a yeah, break. I bet. But yeah, and also like sand is not that nice. No, sand no. is not nice to anything. Yeah, sand especially is the cameras. Worst. Yeah, 
It's like uh, the the bellows still have sand inside of it, oh. <laughs> like to this day, because you can't really get it all of it. <laughs> still shaking it out. <laughs> well, it, it's a nice memory. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, we, we we managed to like after the bellow was ripped out, we managed to fix that with just gaffer tape in the middle of the night, and camera worked on the next day again, which Beautiful. I didn't nice. think it would be possible. But Jeez, yeah, that's awesome. that's crazy things that happened with that camera, and like yeah, I, I love to have had that opportunity to do it actually oh for sure yeah so at the moment it's more like which camera do i take today and it's like yeah let's take the r70 because it's it's the most handy at the moment and it's just like it works and yeah i'm, I'm really looking forward to film photography but i i like film roll film photography and mm-hmm. like 35 millimeter because i want to do more on the channel but there is no camera on, on 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 film that I there is no Leica that I say I need to use or there is no uh, like medium format I need a Hasselblad I had a Hasselblad it was a Hasselblad okay good it takes nice images <laughs> <laughs> but it's a camera it's just yeah. a, a tool of work to be honest there is like thirty tools of work in that room mm-hmm. just to be used when you need it right. but I think a, a, a technical part should never hold you back in the creativity right. It should just like support you to to realize like what you want to create. But it doesn't matter if you have the crappiest point and shoot or if you have yep. the most expensive Leica camera. Yep. If you see have the right angle, if you have the right thinking of idea, you will get yep. the shot. Mm-hmm. And it will not make a difference for the viewer. No viewer will that. be there. Did you shoot that with a Leica? And it's like, no, it was the cheapest <laughs> point and click yep. throwaway yep. camera. And yeah, <laughs> it's like... That. You also can mess up a Leica shot with a little bit of unfocus, like if you don't mm-hmm. make the focus. So, true. Don't get yourself stuck in 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 camera or gear stuff or stuff like that. Yes, if you want to shoot eight by ten, you need the equipment, but right. you can build an eight by ten camera for or out of cardboard. I've a, seen it. A pinhole I've seen it camera done. is the easiest <laughs> thing you can ever build, and it's the most amazing thing. And if you have the chance to, if you have a room that's like has a has only one window or like two, take some black co- like cloth or just like black paper, darken the window and cut a, like a hole into the window of like two centimeters and then just lay on the ground in your room for like 10 minutes and you will be lying in your own pinhole camera. Yeah, it's wow. oh, so crazy. Actually <laughs> on your ceiling, the outside, like upside yep. down. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the most amazing feelings I ever had. Like we, we had a, this huge classroom where we actually darkened all the windows we cut a three centimeter hole into the in the window and the nice thing was in front of that classroom there was a roundabout so we were everybody was lying on the ground for like 10 minutes till your eyes actually start to kind of like get to that level where you see the stuff again and like really like, yeah really clear and suddenly you saw cars driving on the ceiling oh yeah. that's so and it cool was so like beautiful a... it's one of the most yes. beautiful moments i can remember regarding photography and that just yep. immediately makes clear every picture is actually mirrored in the camera mm-hmm. it's upside down yeah and that's Can't. really cool to 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 have that experience so if you have the chance just take some black paper completely darken the room like light tight one little hole and you're sitting in your own camera that's a camera mm. sc- obscura right exactly yeah yeah, yeah. It's a pinhole camera yeah. Love it. A big pinhole. <laughs> big, yeah, big, big. Yeah. Or like, just like to, to try it out, take some cardboard, 
make a box out of it, put one sheet mm-hmm. of film inside. I did that in high school. Yeah, yeah it, it's yeah, just such an amazing process to to understand that you don't even need a glass lens. You right. need a little mm-hmm. small hole light. to do that. All you need is light. Yeah, it's it, love it. And you can make the craziest projects. I have like from that workshop where we did that, I built a thirty by forty centimeter cardboard camera. So wow. huge, huge format, but it only took me like one and a half hours to build it. Yeah. Cardboard, gaff tape, one can of Coke. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. Um, you make yourself a little frame for the for yep. the uh, for the film. Like, and we even we didn't even shoot on film. We shoot on PE and made content contact prints from the PE. Yeah. 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 Easy as that, and you have a thirty by forty centimeter original image. Which whoever has a forty percent, like thirty by forty centimeter camera, like a eleven by or ten by mm-hmm. twelve camera, mm-hmm. nobody, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. nobody. Yeah. <laughs> so wow, it's super easy, and you can get just crazy results. And also try like multi exposure with pinhole camera that gives you trippy stuff. <laughs> oh yeah, because I, I did that one image uh, on on that roundabout where it was actually there was four streets going away from it, and I just shot one exposure in every direction and that image oh, looks wow. really nice because the the statue in the middle of the roundabout had like these uh, pointy square things out so every shot looks like an hourglass because at the end you had the street with the sky above and the buildings and now you had like four streets combining to like to a crazy double exposure or like quadruple yeah. exposure and at the bottom you always had this star form it's like it's one of my that's favorite nuts. images. Too. That's cool. Yeah. And yeah, even though I did only like three exposures with that camera, like all of them turned out to be unique. For me, pieces of art in my, like for myself, maybe somebody else doesn't see it. Like, but for me, that was like art coming out of that cardboard right. box. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't like perfectly engineered stuff that right. has aperture control, shutter control, automatic modes, like ejection mechanism, all that fancy shit. It's gone. <laughs> it, it just strips you down to the basics. Yeah. And that's, Inspi- yeah. You inspired me to, to do a, one of the pinhole cameras I did in high school. Yes. It's a good idea. It. I need to go back do to it. that. Just get some like, paper. Yeah. Or like there's a lot of people just building them out of cans, you know, like uh-huh. take a big can, yeah. punch one hole Open in there. Can. The yep. film is like bowed and like just start doing these easy things again. Right. And like, you know how easy it is to make an instant pinhole like instant photography pinhole just take your frame of instax film put it into a cardboard take it into a dark place put it into a camera check the image you have an instant shot yeah. take it with a pinhole yeah. camera you don't need to think Crazy. of flattening it because it's already in the in the film holder and everything mm-hmm. so yeah i i kind i don't know where it is but i at one point i made like a laser cut template for a slide together box so it's like two boxes that you slide together which actually perfectly oh, okay. perfectly hold an instant uh, an instant film pack so you just go to the dark room put it out put in the camera put it back in and you have another shot for pinhole damn Super easy and you don't even need to go to the dark room you need a little changing bag and a camera there you yeah. go it's like yeah that's even possible to take with you it's not a lot of stuff okay. <laughs> yeah well, this has been amazing, Marco. We're so glad we, we got a chance to, yeah. to really fun. chat and hang out and be nerds. This has been awesome. <laughs> yeah, that was a pretty nerdy one, I guess. That's the best. We love it. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the best part of this thing. So where can everybody uh, check you out? Do you have a website? I don't uh, think I already asked no, you that. No, website not, but like, uh, just check out the YouTube channel. It's called Analog mm-hmm. Things. Okay, analog, not O-U, not E at the end. <laughs> <laughs> as basic as, as possible. 
and yeah just check out the youtube videos uh check out the creative processes i think that's something everybody can profit from if you want to see how a 20 by 24 works there's actually two videos one is from the camera in vienna and one is from the camera in berlin so you kind of see the difference between the two cameras and check out the, the youtube channel that's the most important thing i'm also on instagram yeah. but i'm the laziest person on instagram <laughs> You and me both, man. Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, don't be mad if there's like no content on Instagram from like I I I am such a lazy person when it comes to Instagram. I don't know why. <laughs> That's okay. We like we like your YouTube channel. Stick That's to good, that. For sure. Yeah. Let's stick to the YouTube channel. Yeah. <laughs> So, Timothy, where can everybody check you out? Guys, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Timothy Makeups. I also make film photography-related YouTube videos. You can just search Timothy.Makeups on there as well. There's a bunch of old Greatest Hits episodes that yeah. <laughs> have been floating around there for a while. But I do have, uh, I have some Polaroid Week stuff started that's going to be released on Polaroid Week. And I have... Um, there, there's a couple other things that I have going on. So... Uh, yeah, that's where you can find me. Chris, where are you at? And where are we at? We are at Analog Talk Podcast on Instagram, Analog Talk Pod on Twitter. I am Crispy Photo on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. So, yeah. Yay. Yay. And we have a Facebook page and a group, too. Yeah, you guys join it. Join like us on it. Facebook. Whatever you do. <laughs> All right, Marco. Thanks again. Like I said, this has been awesome nerding out with you. This has been absolutely wonderful. We yeah. love your channel. Keep doing your thing. Yeah, definitely. Thanks. And yeah. yeah. Will be a short break when you see that or hear that, actually. <laughs> so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, guys, he's having a baby. <laughs> he's going to be a daddy. It's on cool. the way. So, yeah, Yay. that's going to be the, the, the biggest project now. But yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 big yeah, yeah. project. <laughs> but, yeah, photography will not die. It will Good. be there. Yeah. So, awesome. yeah. Great. Thank you very much for having me. And uh, I, I hope to see you or hear you soon. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. All right, guys. Bye. Bye. All right, guys. First off, we want to thank Marco, Mr. Analog Things, for being on the show. Man, it was so great getting to talk with you, getting to pick your brain about Polaroids, especially during this week of Polaroid Week 2019. Yeah, that's crazy. And then that's going to take us to the Patreon. Guys, head over to patreon.com slash analog talk. There's a bunch of stuff over there. You can support the show by donating a dollar up to $25. Um, we got prints over there. We're doing after shows. We're doing live streams. We're doing a bunch of fun stuff. We're really trying to work on narrowing down what you guys want. So feel free to shoot us messages if you're already a Patreon. Feel free to shoot us a message if you're interested in being a Patreon. And a, you know, any little bit helps. For all the Patreons who already support the show, guys, thank you so much. You definitely free up some time for us to make this possible during the week. Also, if you could head over to iTunes and hit subscribe and leave us a five-star review, that would be amazing. It definitely helps the show get out there to be heard, to be seen by more eyes. And, you know, that would be great. We're loving to grow this show. Thanks so much, guys. And we'll see you next week. <laughs>